Today on the show, we'll talk about Obi Toppin named AP College Basketball Player of the Year, Panthers release Cam Newton, and the Clippers have a new home in Inglewood, and much more. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at 711 underscore sports podcast, or check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard will miss the entire 2020 baseball season with Tommy John surgery. Due to the MLB postponing their season because of the COVID-19 virus until at least mid-May and possibly even longer, Syndergaard decided to take the needed surgery because of an acutely torn ACL with acute compression of the ulnar nerve. He likely wasn't going to pitch many games this season before the announcement. The Mets last year struggled at the start of the season. However, after the trade deadline, the Mets made a run for the playoffs, but came up just short at the end of the year. Syndergaard is a former All-Star and is considered one of the best young pitchers in the game. Due to his long hair and being tall, his nickname is Thor. Syndergaard joins many other pitchers having season-ending Tommy John surgery. The group includes Justin Verlander, Chris Sale, Andres Munoz, and now Syndergaard. The question is, who will be the next pitcher to have season-ending injury? The New York Mets have already hired two managers this offseason. In the winter, they hired former baseball player Carlos Beltran. However, he was involved in the sign-stealing scandal with the Red Sox back in 2018. Because of this, New York had no choice but to fire him. A few weeks later, the Mets hired Luis Rojas. The Mets are projected to finish third in the NL East. Unlike last year, the Mets might have a chance, but with Syndergaard out in a shortened season, they could be in trouble. Travis Frederick of the Dallas Cowboys, a five-time Pro Bowler, suddenly retired on Tuesday. He spent his entire seven-year career with the Cowboys. Due to some nerve pain, Frederick decided to hang it up. The Cowboys, however, just re-signed their backup center, Joe Looney, to a two-year, $4.5 million contract. Also in 2018, second-round draft pick Connor Williams has spent the two years as a guard, can also line up at center. Frederick was drafted by Dallas in the first round, 31st overall in 2013, out of Wisconsin. For many years, he was considered as the best center in the league. But for the first time in his career in 2018, he missed the majority of the season. He was the leader of one of the best O-lines in football. It will be a huge blow for the Cowboys and for quarterback Dak Prescott. Dallas back in 2017 extended Travis Frederick's contract, making him one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the game. Another reason for Frederick's early retirement is his family. He has mentioned before he would like to not focus on football as much and be with the people he loves. During his speech on Instagram, he announced his retirement from football. He mentioned that he's going to miss spending time with his teammates the most. Some players in the past, like Frederick, have also retired early because of their families. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. It was made official today that the Carolina Panthers were releasing the 2015 League MVP, Cam Newton. 
most, it came as no surprise as the Panthers already signed former Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year $63 million deal with two years fully guaranteed. Cam Newton has spent his entire nine-year career with the Panthers. Newton only started two games this season due to a broken foot. Ever since his 2015 MVP, cam- or MVP campaign, Newton has battled a plethora of injuries. Carolina has made the playoffs only once since their Super Bowl run back in 2015. That season, the Carolina Panthers went 15-1 and went all the way to the Super Bowl 50. Despite being the heavy favorites against Denver, they were shut down by the stifling defense of the Broncos, led by game MVP Von Miller. Miller had a huge strap sack against Cam Newton in the third quarter that sealed the win for the Broncos. Miller was the number two pick in the 2011 draft, one pick below Newton, who was selected number one by the Panthers in that same draft. During the season, the Panthers started three quarterbacks in 2019 that included Newton. Newton then left for the IR in week two, and the second-year undrafted quarterback Kyle Allen started 12 games for Carolina. Rookie third-round draft pick Will Greer also started two games as well this season. After getting fired by the Panthers, Ron Rivera was quickly hired by the Redskins. Washington traded for Kyle Allen, reuniting him with Ron Rivera. The trade includes the Panthers receiving a 2020 fifth-round pick. There have been many changes in Carolina the last two years. Late in 2017, the Carolina Panthers were bought by businessman David Tapper. In his first year as owner, he made multiple changes to the team. Late in 2019 season, the Panthers fired longtime head coach Ron Rivera. Former Defensive Player of the Year and best linebacker in the league, Luke Keekley, hung up the cleats at the end of the season, shocking everybody in the sports world after only playing eight seasons. Due to many concussions and missing multiple games was the reason for the retirement, says Keekley. Longtime tight end and one of the Newton's favorite targets, Greg Olson left for the Seahawks in free agency. The Panthers ended up hiring Baylor head coach Matt Rule to a seven-year, $62 million contract. The team also signed former XFL star quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks, P.J. Walker. The L.A. Clippers are set to build their new home. The Clippers want out of Staples Center. So when the Clippers purchased land in Inglewood, California, not too long ago, they thought they'd be able to break ground from their new arena right away. However, several lawsuits began to hold them up. These lawsuits were coming from none other than James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks. This may not make sense at first, but Madison Square Garden also runs the Forum, which is another arena that calls Inglewood home. When the Clippers organization bought property not too far away from the Forum, James Dolan decided to make things difficult, like he normally does. He used community activist groups to file lawsuits against the city and team to prevent the completion of another basketball arena in town. The New York Knicks owner will soon be dropping these lawsuits, however, as Steve Ballmer has decided that purchasing the Forum would likely end the never-ending lawsuits. Though the Clippers owner would now be the owner of the Forum, he would be building the new arena a few blocks away, and also not too far away from SoFi Stadium, which will host both LA teams, the Chargers and Rams. The Clippers still have a contract with Staples Center in LA until the end of the 2023-2024 season. They are eager to have their own arena, but if their new one is not built in time, they will play in their owner's other arena, the Forum, in the meantime. The Tyson Fury vs. Deontay Wilder rematch will have to wait. 
Tyson Fury promoter Bob Arum told ESPN Today that the fight will not take place on July 18th as they had planned. This is not because either of the boxers have backed out, but like all things at the moment, the coronavirus will set things back until October. However, an official date has yet to be set. The third fight is to take place at MGM Grand. As of now, casinos, restaurants, and other businesses in Las Vegas are closed and will take some time to recover when all of this is over. Some are beginning to speculate whether Wilder or Fury will benefit from a postponement. Many think Wilder needs the time away to recover physically, but also mentally. There have been many critics who believe he should get a new trainer. Buddy McGirt, a former world champion boxer, believes that Deontay Wilder has a great opportunity to win the third match. But he says that Wilder that they will need to change several things. Though he did not openly say that he wants to be Wilder's manager, he gave quite the impression that he could be a good one if Wilder came calling. The fight will be a pay-per-view with ESPN and Fox and will not and will be quite the money market. You would think that things like this would be back to normal by July and the fight would be able to continue as scheduled. However, Americans may seem hesitant to purchase an expensive pay-per-view so shortly after this brief economic crisis, but they may be more inclined to splurge a few months later. Conor McGregor is in the news, this time about a fight outside of the octagon. Conor McGregor took to Facebook yesterday to plead with his people and the leaders of Ireland to take further lockdown measures to fight COVID-19. While we are used to hearing him loud and clear about things pertaining to the octagon, it was unique to hear him sound like a politician. McGregor said true lockdown must begin and it must begin now. He also said any time that we spend debating is needless time from the clock. Either leaders of Ireland were listening or maybe they had already planned to do so. The president of Ireland did announce shortly after the after that further restrictions were being put in place to flatten the curve of the coronavirus. As of right now, six deaths have occurred in the island country and because of travel measures already put in place through Europe, throughout Europe, fighters like Conor McGregor have been isolated from their homes. This is either postponed fights or hindered training. McGregor would like to fight the current champion Khabib next, but Justin Gagey feels like he is next in line to challenge the title holder. He has taken a new strategy instead of instead and has called out Conor McGregor and has made it clear that whoever wins between them has the rights to fight Khabib. Yesterday, he told MMA Fighting, if Conor McGregor fights me and beats me, nobody could complain about the Khabib rematch. While no fight has been rescheduled, the hopes to take on McGregor this summer. McGregor and Dana White both know, though, that a fight between the Irishman and the current title holder would really revive the sport at the moment. If Gagey wants this fight, he will need to continue his attack on McGregor's pride. Obi Toppin of the Dayton Flyers was named the AP College Basketball Player of the Year. His coach, Anthony Grant, was named AP College Basketball Coach of the Year. Toppin's stats looked like this. He averaged 20 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, and 2 assists per game, and he shot 63% from the floor. He was named Athletic Atlantic 10 Player of the Year. In his freshman season, he was named Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Year as well as First Team All-Conference. He was the first player to be named All-Conference Team as a freshman since Lamar Odom in 1999. In his first year at Dayton, he was redshirted. Toppin led the, led the team in scoring his freshman year. He averaged 14 points per game and 5 rebounds per game. After a successful freshman season, Toppin entered the 2019 NBA Draft but did not hire an agent. Toppin decided to return to college. Due to the league rules, you were allowed to return to college basketball within 30 days of the NBA draft. 
Before the season started, Toppin was named the top 50 college basketball player going into the 2019 season. He was added to the Wooden, Lute Olsen, and Carl Malone Award Watch. Toppin started the 2019-2020 college basketball season on fire. In his first game versus Indiana State, he had a double-double, scoring 29 points, 12 rebounds, and an 86-81 win. He led Dayton to the Maui Invitational Tournament Finals, but were defeated by Kansas. His career high in the season was 31 points versus North Florida. In that same game, he had a school record of 10 dunks. Dayton's record was 29-2 this season. If the Atlanta 10 would have had a conference tournament, they would have been the number one seed and would have likely won. The NCAA tournament projected Dayton to be a one seed. When the NCAA ended, date when the season ended, Dayton was ranked third. Dayton was enjoying one of their best seasons of all time. In Grant's first season as a head coach, Dayton was off to their best record in school history. Most Dayton had projected to go all the way to the Final Four. This also would have been the first time in school history. Thanks for listening to the 7-Eleven Sports Podcast, your top seven sports stories of the day in just 11 minutes. And don't forget to vote on our Instagram story about what is the best sports movie.